yield to the left. What is this yield you speak of? <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve, and this is Then You Ruined It, a podcast where me and Jason try to get through just 20 minutes of human interaction without, well, ruining it. Buckle up, folks. It's going to get bumpy. So years ago, I used to work at the school paper at my college, and it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about the world and about journalism and all this other stuff that I haven't used since because I got a computer job instead. I also learned a lot because most of the people I worked with were actually young women, and that led to a lot of... I don't know. There were times I would come back from the bathroom and everyone was discussing their menstruation plans because they had it all planned out, went who was going when, and I was just sitting there like, I'm back. Can we talk about the news again? <laughs> I pee fast. <laughs> Sorry. Do you need more time? Because I can come back later. Uh, that's super awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. So it was one of those nights when I was the only male editor in there and our... Uh, so all the editors of the paper were students, but we had a teacher advisor who was a, a professor there and would kind of help us and teach us what to do and, and stuff like that. He was a great guy. And he came in one night and he's like, okay, before I say anything sexist, can anybody here besides Steve drive a stick shift? And all the girls shot him this look of indignation. How dare he assume that just because they were women, they could not drive a stick shift. And then they all looked at each other and then they all realized that none of them could drive a stick shift. <laughs> And so they kind of nervous laughed and like, ha, 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 ha. And then he's like, and now before I say anything else, sexist, Steve, can you drive a stick shift? And I stood up like, of course I can. I have a penis. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that stick shift. It's in a car. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you meant this, this little guy here. No, it's the same thing. That's why all men can drive a stick shift is because we've practiced. It's the exact same. No, that is not true. <laughs> I know you're trying to be funny, but that is not true. <laughs> I've, I've tried. It does not control anything. No, but if you do the same thing, it works in a car. That's how you get the car to do what you want. The same reason that's how people get you to do what they want. I would love to be in a car, a truck or something with you and see you try to do the stick and just like jerking it furiously. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who taught you to A, masturbate or B, drive a stick? <laughs> Treat it with some class, man. Buy a Chevy dinner first. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I can guarantee you that driving stick has nothing to do with masturbating because I was I was adept at one as a child, as a, not as a child, as a, a teen or whatever, learning to drive a stick and not at the other. So you admit you can drive stick, right? People say it's like riding a bike, like you never forget, but I, I don't know if that's true or not. I've not done it in a long time, like probably over a decade, but I, it may be one of those things that just comes back to me. I don't know. So I'll be honest, like I, I play it off like, of course I could drive stick because I learned to drive stick. That was my, my first car was a... Uh, a manual transmission i mean that's just how i learned it was an adventure and a half but i did it and then this was probably five years after i'd driven a stick shift so i was a little terrified i'm like i don't know what i'm doing this is gonna be weird and yeah i, I was a little awkward for like the first block but after that i'm like okay yeah 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 oh yeah it's, it's just like driving a stick shift back home i think i'd be fine i don't know i don't know where you would get a manual transmission anymore unless you're like a car guy and you specifically go out to find one i don't know where you how to get it none of the cars i've looked at recently have it so i remember when i switched from manual to automatic and never looked back and it was i had manual when i lived in my hometown which is in kansas so it's you know it's flat it's very flat there's very few hills so 
stick is fine. You don't have to worry about rolling down a hill while you're trying to switch gears or get going from a stoplight or whatever. It was when I moved to, and I'm very serious about this, a different town in Kansas that's uh, further north and east. <laughs> so it's a little hillier. Actually, there's some bit, they're very big hills in this town. And because of that, my parents got me an automatic transmission because they didn't want me rolling down a hill and bumping into somebody. <laughs> So that's when I switched to automatic transitions. My first two cars, you know, my parents bought me and they said, yeah, we need to get you one that's automatic because I I don't trust it necessarily. I don't trust you, really, (laughs) was the thing. And so I I never looked back. And I I think I drove a stick maybe once or twice after that, but I don't recall. I'd be curious to get in a car that has a manual transmission and see if it just, you know, pushing the clutch and you get going. They all have a different feel to them, but, you know, I, I think I'd be able to do it. There's definitely a bit more personality to a manual. Yeah, I, I would love to get a manual just to... I, I miss that. I don't know if it was... Part of it, I'm sure, is nostalgia. Like, driving your first car is an amazing thing. Like, that sense of freedom. Like, there's a moment when you're a, a teenager, 16, 17, and you're driving around for the first time, and you're just like, I could go anywhere. I am I am in charge of this vehicle. It goes where I want. I go where I want. All the way to the quickie mart. <laughs> yeah, where do I drive? I go the one place I used to go, but faster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going to drive past that girl's house I like. <laughs> not going to talk to her. We're just going to yes. look at her house. Maybe she'll be in the yard. I don't Can't know. wave. It's too dangerous. I don't know how to control this car that well yet. <laughs> there was a time where I didn't do that because there was a four-way stop between my house and hers. And now I just didn't want to mess with that crap. Wait, so you, did you leave that close? Like, is that it just... No, she was on the other end of town. I had to drive all the way. <laughs> out to... So it's literally just one four-way stop and the rest of it was just a road because... Lived in Idaho and yeah, I mean there was stoplights and stuff. I could handle a stoplight, but four-way stops were weird. They still are. Having lived in a country with roundabouts, I, we're doing it wrong. Yes, you've roundabouts all the way. You've you've pointed that out. I having lived in now in an area that is getting more and more roundabouts and people that do not know what roundabouts are and freaking out. I disagree. Or we need to go all all in, all the way and nothing but roundabouts. Or everybody has to take a class i don't know maybe nobody gets to leave their house until they've passed this online course i don't know but people can't handle it right now on the east coast at least oh maybe virginia can we have some here and everybody's fine okay well then send us a course (laughs) we'd like to look it over (laughs) it's it's a two-line course yield to the left what is this yield you speak of? <laughs> Why should I yield to someone else when I'm in the car and I am the driver? I am the in charge of my destiny. <laughs> yeah, but that being in control of your destiny might be what I'm nostalgic for and not the actual extra step of driving that a manual transmission represents. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I. it, it gives you more control. But if I'm driving by myself, which again, right now I do very little of, especially not for like pleasure or joy. It's just to get one place to the other. Then I could see it. But if I was with my kids and like, you know, that, that was added to the frustration of stop singing, stop screaming at each other, stop hitting each other, like all that, then that, that would just, oh, I, I would drive the car into a tree. I remember I was driving somewhere with a bunch of my friends in Australia. I was driving, they were all around and we got chicken and chips for dinner. And they're like, oh, you don't get to have any because you're driving. I'm like, what are you talking about? Give me that. And they're like, you're going to eat chicken and drive. I'm like, dude, I used to eat hamburgers and drive stick through the winding roads of Idaho. <laughs> it's not the food. Food is going in this food hole and you can't stop it. I don't care what I'm doing. I might get food a lot of other places, but I'm getting it in this food hole. So it just becomes part of the thing. You're like shift, clutch, grab burger, shift, clutch, burger, jack off. It's all just like these smooth motions, <laughs> smooth motions that you need to wash your hands for. <laughs> Also, maybe don't get fast food with Steve. 
All right, I'm going to work the stick. Don't you work the stick. And then we do burgers. High five. <laughs> no? You're not getting in the car? Okay, that's fine. My first car was my parents' old car. I inherited uh, a, a really old car that I'm not going to say the make and model of because that's my security question on several banks, so I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> you do not get to know my first dog's name. <laughs> Nor the street on which I grew up. That's your porn name. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> Secret Twitter. So, yeah, it was it was that old car that my, my mom used to drive that I then inherited when I turned 15 and could drive. I remember I came back from college. While I was away at college, my parents sold that car. And my sister got a... I don't know if it was a, a car that my dad got used from something or if it was my mom's old car again. I, I don't remember how she got it. But her car was not only an automatic, but it had cruise control. And I remember using my sister's car to go visit my friend in another town. And I came back and I'm like, cruise control is the future. <laughs> this is the first time I'd used it. And I, my mind was blown. And I like kept raving to my sister like, do you understand the power that you have in your hand? You can change the speed without touching the pedals. And she's like, I know, dummy. Years before you could okay boomer someone, she okay boomered me with her eyes at that moment as I explained how great cruise control was. Okay, let you have your moment. I'll ridicule you another time, but yes, cruise control is awesome. You are correct. Like I, I have to do that with my my daughter every once in a while. It's just like, did you know about this? It's like, yeah, I, I have to vacillate between the. Of course, everybody knew that, and like, yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? Let's look into it further. Like you want to, you know, like continue that like exploration. You maybe discovered something about a car that maybe they didn't know about. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's because I researched it. Okay, cool. Instead of just completely squashing it with like, you idiot. Cruise control is like the most basic car function. Everybody uses it. <laughs> but yes, everybody knows it. Not to this dumb hick, man. <laughs> That's really like the difference between me and my sisters and how I'm just going to straight up say it, how dumb I am compared to them. <laughs> that, that two year gap meant a lot. I imagine the country roads of Idaho were a lot like the country roads of Kansas where cruise control is important because there ain't nobody around and you do not want to keep putting your foot on that pedal. So just put on cruise control and you go 60 or 70 or whatever forever. The only time you have to switch, you have to change is when there's a semi and you need to get around them. And then it becomes the, the, the biggest game of chicken you've ever played in your life. It's like this 18 wheeler I need to get around. Uh, where's the passing zone? Nope, nope, that's not one. Nope, that's not one. Okay, go for it. Go, go. Punch it. Punch it. Oh, God, you didn't go fast enough. Drop back. Drop back. Reverse. Ah! There is, there is something about that moment where you have to like, how much do I value the 45 seconds passing this truck is going to save me? Yeah, it's... How much am I willing to risk? And there's people like, everything. And my best uh, examples of those are with, uh, so when we go back home to Kansas now, living in, from living in Virginia, we have to get a real car every time. And every time it's a crapshoot. Like, we don't know what we're going to get. You say, you know, I want this genre of car, but who knows what they're going to give you. Sometimes it's not even close. And I don't know how it drives. I don't know what the acceleration is like. So that's when you get to find out. You put literally the rubber to the road and you get moving and you try and get around this 18 wheeler while I'm going to see my folks. <laughs> you find out, oh, the acceleration is not there. <laughs> <laughs> find out halfway down the length of this 18 wheeler nope i can't do this <laughs> backing down you win 
Yeah, every car rental place should have like a, a obstacle course. You can just drive around for a little bit to get the hang of the car. Just do a couple laps around Peach's Castle and off you go. There would be so many wrecks. Just, you would find the rental car place by the smoke. <laughs> just be like, oh, yep, I found it. <laughs> Looks like Mad Max in there. <laughs> yeah, I totaled five cars before I found one I really liked. <laughs> this one really lets you whip around an 18 wheeler. <laughs> yeah, this, this one passed it, jumped over it, went underneath it. It's really cool. I'm going to see my mom four minutes earlier thanks to this bad boy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how long do I want to be on this Kansas road? Negative amount of time. <laughs> I want to be there as fast as possible. How fast can I get around that car? Sweet. So yeah, I was terrible as a kid because I, I, I don't know if I was lazy or I just didn't want to learn to drive a car. I didn't want to bother driving the car. I'd, I'd learned. And that's when my you know dad came in. I remember tossed me the keys. <laughs> I was sitting in a chair right there. He just tossed me keys and walked in the door. I bought you a car. It's like, oh, okay. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> Stop being thankful. It's like, so? Why don't you buy me a video game, you loser? <laughs> buy me something I can actually use. Did you buy me Donkey Kong Country? No, then don't talk to me. <laughs> but so I... Wow. I got, I got rides from my brother and my friend forever. That car just sat there. Eventually, these people, my family just started driving it just so it got driven. <laughs> and I didn't bother driving it myself. I just didn't want to. That shows you how little desire I had to, like, get outside my home. Like, I was there. I was happy. I didn't want to go anywhere unless somebody drove me. <laughs> I was lazy. That just slumped me into the car. It's like... I couldn't wait to drive. I was very excited for it. Mostly because <laughs> we were all excited to stop driving in my friend's car because my friend also inherited a car. We were of that class of people where everyone got a car, but it was a it was an inherited car from their parents. Like their parents finally used that as an excuse to upgrade their own car and you got their old one. So he inherited the car that his sister inherited that at some point in her early driving career, she was on the freeway and she threw it into reverse. So reverse did not work. Like that gear just did not work. So we had to play the fun game of where's a pull through parking spot or a parking spot on a hill or everyone's pushing this VW out of this thing because <laughs> it'd be heavy. Yeah. And we, I mean, we lived in, a lot of people lived in the country and they had the country truck and everything. And there was everything from like a little tiny, smaller than a car truck that one of my friends had to, you know, the big honking things. And that's what everybody had. So I had this little, I, I do not use this for my uh, security word. So I'm fine telling people it was a Pontiac Grand Am. And but apparently it had it had work done like somebody had worked on it uh, before they sold it and put like this again unbeknownst to me like amazing engine like my brother finally got to drive it and I rode with him and it's like I can't believe you don't want to drive this thing this is awesome like I want to drive this I don't want to because it's a little truck and or a little car and screw cars I love trucks but you should drive this and whatever (laughs) I don't care you're not gonna get to me to care about it I don't need the power I I need probably less power because. You know, video games made me think I can drive and never die. <laughs> Need less of that in my life. So, yeah, I I wonder what it'll be like when my kids, you know, I, I, will they have like autonomous? Well, I'll just put them in the car and the car will drive them to school itself. And I don't Nobody has to drive them like will that so they can play their video games or whatever on the way. And are we living in the Wally future already? Well, I mean, your kids will, but that's all she wants to do. She's just going to watch YouTube. I mean, if was that this episode or was that the other show we were talking about that I can't remember anymore. I mean, it's true everywhere. That's all she wants to do is watch YouTube. So, 
That's fine. Yeah, I could I could talk about this car forever, but uh, my neighbor's dog won't shut up, so I think we're going to end the show here. <laughs> I don't know if you've been picking that up, yes. but my side of the audio sure has. <laughs> it's like, trade out a truck for a dog. <laughs> so my friend, he always told me one of his goals in life was to have a truck dog, because growing up in Idaho, there are always people in trucks with dogs in the back of the truck. So he finally got a truck, and he finally got a dog. He's like, all right. Come on, dog. You're a truck dog now. Get in the back of that truck. And then first thing he did was take a corner way too sharp. <laughs> the dog is fine, but it hated it because it went just skidding across the back of the truck. Slam right into the side of it. And then from then on, he's like, come on, dog. We're getting the truck. And the dog's like, and would run and hide. And it wouldn't get in the truck anymore. He came so close to his life goal and he screwed it up in 10 minutes. Very briefly, I never had the good final he died of natural causes dog when i was a kid i had one that ran away in the night and we never saw again and got just got out of his cage that we had in the uh kind of fenced in area in the backyard and he got out and was gone and then the other was coming over to see me and my brother when we were playing across the street at the school parking lot playing at the basketball goals and he was coming to see us and he got hit by a car right in front of us that was sad did he die? Yes, he died. He got hit by a car. It was super sad. And part, probably part of the either suppressed or right on the surface version reason why I don't have a dog right now. Never in the history of the show has the title been more apt than right now. We were having a good time, <laughs> and now we're both sad. And I have to go because my family's going to be here. Let's get to weep in front of them. <laughs> Did you pass the salt? <laughs> Dad's podcasts are getting weird. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Then You Ruined It. You can find more of our nonsense on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.